Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Hello. The Force is with us, and now we're making up for shows that we initially missed. Mm-hmm. So this is the main show for the Once Upon a Time episode entitled Heart of Gold. Mm-hmm. And this is podcast episode number 275. You can get to the show notes. There's some great pictures and things on the, on the show notes, so you can get to it at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 275. Yay. All right. And I want to thank anyone and everyone who's gone to our support page and chosen how they want to support us. You can do a number of things or just one of them. So you can go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. And we really appreciate any and everything that you do for that because it costs money mm-hmm. besides time. And we can sure use anything that you do. And so let's go ahead and dive in. We've got actually kind of a lot of interesting things to talk about. Right on. We have some news. Mm-hmm. And unless you've been living under a rock in the eternal or infinite forest, <laughs> you should know that there is Regal Con coming. Yes. To the Wyndham Anaheim Garden Grove Hotel. May 8th through the 10th, mm-hmm. we will be there. Yes, we will. As well as a number of fabulous Once Upon a Time cast members, including Lana Perea, but also many others. Oh, yeah. Rebecca Mater, Gil McKinney. Sean McGuire. Faustino. Beverly Elliott. Body. Yeah. Michael Fantastic. Coleman. Michael Coleman. Just fantastic. Ian Bailey. Yeah. For heaven's sake. Is Ian coming? Yeah. Oh, for the love of Pete, for some reason I was thinking he wasn't coming, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Ian's going to be there. I mean, can you believe that? Beverly, Elliot's going to be there. Yes. I mean, it is going to be just an incredible Lee Lee Ehrenberg. Cannot forget Lee. Yep. Yeah, Lee Ehrenberg was not shanghaied by Captain Jack. No, he was not. He is coming to Regal Khan. And I mean, it's really going to be an incredible time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we really uh, hope you can come. We are going to be hosting a special panel for our podcast. We will indeed. On Friday. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's from two to three. Don't quote me on it, but I believe that's the time. Mm -hmm. And also we will be co-hosting a panel about Once Upon a Time podcasting. With Bill Meeks from Greetings from Storybrooke, and I believe that's on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be all kinds of different things happening, and the cast will be there. It's going to be a great, great time. So we hope to see you there. The bad thing is, is the time is ticking down. There are only just a few more Once Upon a Time episodes Mm -hmm. for this season. Yes. So this Sunday is Lily. Mm -hmm. The week after is Mother. Mm -hmm. Then the week after that, which is Regal Con, Mm -hmm. it's going to have Operation Mongoose Part 1 
and Operation Mongoose Part 2. Wow. So there's not a lot of Once Upon a Time left. No. So. No. Anyway, we appreciate you listening. And however you found us, however you are spreading the word, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some views. We just watched the episode. And I wanted to talk about just a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Did you notice how many clues did we get that Zelina was, in fact, Marion? Masquerading as Marion? Yeah. Yeah, I, I counted at least three. Mm-hmm. And there could have been others that I wasn't even picking up on, but for sure three. Yeah. It's just when she couldn't remember, because Robin said, do you remember what I said? And what I said so said many things. Or yeah. 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 Do you remember what you said to me? Mm-hmm. I've said so many things. That was the first thing. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I understand what she's talking about. Cause there are times when you and I have this conversation and you'll say, remember what you said? And I'll be like, when, I mean, <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's a number of things I say. So, I mean, I totally kind of got that, but at the same time I'm going, wait a second. Ro- Marion's pretty smart about remembering stuff. It seemed if I remember correctly, but again, that was also Zelina we were looking at and we didn't realize we were watching Zelina. So what is funny is Marion or M- Melina or Mazelina, whatever, <laughs> her response is actually a very guy response because guys normally don't remember that kind of thing. And they would say, yeah. oh, honey, I, I've said so many things. I Anyway, that kind of a thing. So, But I do recall that, that standing out the first time we watched it. It's kind of like a, well, it's kind of an odd response. Mm-hmm. And also, now we know how, how, now we know how Robin and Marion got that apartment. Yes. And, which we already, and, which we but, did but how, and now we know how Gold was staying with Ursula. Yeah. He didn't have another that place to go. That was more important. I mean, I, yeah, the, yeah, right. the obvious part was how he got the apartment, but the the more interesting thing was why was he staying with Ursula? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. the much so now, more interesting part. Did you also notice that when Rumpelstiltskin met Robin in his tavern mm-hmm. with the tax notice, mm-hmm. that he gave him straw mm-hmm. after talking about, I can help you. Yeah. With your tax debt. Gold straw. Gold straw. Right. And Which also, is a nice clue. Yep. To straw and to gold. But also that the scarecrow. That's what I'm saying. In that Oz. was a nice yeah, clue yeah, yeah. to right. the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I actually, I also remember the Miller's Daughter episode. When it was this whole thing of straw was making people look down upon Cora. Right. And she made it with Rumpel's help uh, a thing of honor and, and that she was richer mm-hmm. because of the straw. Mm-hmm. Yes. So also there's going to be some great little um, screenshots in the email section that I'm not going to go into now. We'll wait till later. But I did see a little Aladdin shout out in yeah, the bus absolutely. stop area. Mm-hmm. When uh, Rumpel and Robin were talking outside the hospital after mm-hmm. he, after Rumpel was released, yes. he, there was a Aladdin stage show poster right behind them. And it was the lamp at the bottom of the poster with the genie coming out of it mm-hmm. and was very stylized. 
So it wasn't an actual, like, I mean, it was just swirls that looked like the genie coming out of the lamp, so. Yes. So let's talk about our fantabulous emails. We have wonderful people that keep an eye out for us because that's really what this podcast is about. Mm -hmm. It's not about just us, but it's about us and you listeners. Yes. So let's go ahead and jump into an email from Chris Tipton. This is, wow, I'm so impressed. Once Upon a Time has really stepped it up. I think this half season has probably been the best stretch of the show has ever had. On to my thoughts. Let me, okay, that's over. All right, uh, Emma, she had a lot of wisdom in a little bit that she was in. It was a relief to hear that she was mad at what snowing did to Lily because I kind of thought she was only mad at them for lying to her. The only thing I hated is that she forgave Hook so easily, but yet she's crucifying her parents in pretty much the same situation. Jennifer Morrison is acting the heck out of this. Also, those eyes. Yesterday was her birthday. That's true. So it was unfortunate that she wasn't in the episode much, but what she was in was awesome. I was going to say, she, Hook didn't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what she's trying to forgive Hook for. Well, Hook everyone kept information back. They Maybe the Ursula. From her. So I think, I think she, I think that Chris is right in saying that she's mad, not only at her parents, not only for lying to her, but also for what they did to Lily. Yes. Maleficent's child, mm-hmm. which she doesn't know it's Lily, but Maleficent's child. But Hook, Hook just kind of kept information from her. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. So that and that to me, that makes it understandable why she forgave him so quickly and easily. He didn't destroy somebody else's life by lying about what, you know, her parents have lied about. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. That's all. I'm just I mean, that's what I'm saying is, you know, she she forgave Hook so easily, partially because she loves him, but also partially because his biggest issue or sin so to speak is that he just kept information from her well and i think sometimes we see what we hope in someone and this is a really very layered difficult situation well sure and sometimes people say well i would do this well okay that's you right but maybe it's not what the character would do or what someone else oh, would believe do. me there have so. been a number of times where the characters have done something and i'm like i would never do that i would do this instead right but that's not what they did and so i have to look at it from their perspective of this mm-hmm. isn't my life this isn't my story it's theirs and so their story is you know this is what they've done and you know we just have to kind of remember that's what we're doing and i was writing a i'm, I'm writing a blog post about what a parent would do to protect their child and i think it's very interesting people have very strong feelings about it yeah that's wrong. And and what Snow and Charming did was wrong. Absolutely. But the intent, other people have done all kinds of different things, locking people in dungeons and towers mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. for fear and all that. But anyway. I'll, it is a, it's a very controversial it is. topic at this it is. point. So, anyway, right, I'll continue on. with uh, Chris Tipton's email here. Rumpel, it was nice to see Rumpel to go back to Neil's apartment. I like the twist that Rumpel's evil is slowly killing him in a world without magic. And 
that's one of the ways that you can look at this show mm-hmm. is justice. Sure. So what you're doing is you're getting justice. But on the other hand, there's mercy, too, in the whole redemption arc of somebody who has made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so that's the two-edged sword. Some people watch this show and they want justice. This person is evil. This person is whatever they are they're not a hero and they get what they deserve Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand that's why i love this show because it brings out things like you can make better choices and get redemption in in this life so uh, i love his quip about the doctors having small minds it was nice to see the elixir made an appearance in our world and get a mention of walsh and where he worked that's true because um, he did make that chair for Emma. Yes. Rumpel is so conniving the way he pushed Robin to be with Marion. Even his own mortality can't sway him. And um, I really feel he will never be redeemed. Hmm. Also, I found it hilarious. His heart is literally hollow. LOL. Still waiting to see what his happy ending is. I think it may be finding a way to get rid of his dark one's powers. And that's been really on his list for, for a long a while. time. Yeah. I mean, that was the big. That was more important than a happy ending, it, uh, you know, right. originally. And that may very well be, you know, his whole happy ending. Remember the hat and all that? That's what mm-hmm. he wanted to do. Cleave yeah, himself yeah. from the power of the Absolutely. dagger or the, the control of the dagger. Sure, sure. So, yep, that's definitely been there. Robin, so good to finally get his backstory. It was cool that they went way back, even before he was Robin Hood. I like the twist that he already was married to Marion, and she worked with him. Before this episode, I didn't really care for them as a couple, and after the episode, I really would ship them. So it's a shame she's dead. I loved when the show sort of poked fun at itself when Robin mentioned the self-explanatory name of the elixir. True. <laughs> that, that was a funny moment. That was a moment. Captain Obvious moment, yeah. It was cool to see Will in Oz, but I'm tired of the show trolling us. Okay. Uh, they kept teasing us like they're going to finally tell us what happened to Anna, but no, it was just about his sister. I'm starting to think we may never find out. I don't even understand why they brought him in. Well, I love the the discussion and the interchange they had before Robin returned. I love that. I, I think that was wonderful. And yes, I, certainly I, I'd love to hear what happened to, happened to Anna and all that, but I love. And to clarify, we're not talking about Anna as in Anna and Elsa. We're talking about Anastasia. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Just Anastasia. in case people are thinking that it has to do with Anna. No, no. Anastasia, Anastasia. that we've seen in Once Upon a Time right. in Wonderland. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So we want to make that, very clear but sure uh, i i i will tell you i'm i'm disappointed that he's not more integral to the story but there's a potential for maybe what's coming later well and i think a lot of times when they talk about things and i i certainly don't want a boatload of emails like no and twitter they have this and let me no 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 just i think sometimes when they say things they say things of what they intend to do and when things kind of really fall down into place it just was different so that's that's what I think. Yeah. I think maybe they wanted a bigger story with Will, but it just didn't unfortunately. Well, and like I said, they may out. not be they may not be doing a big story with him right now, but that doesn't mean he won't be used in the future. 
I think he, I'm hoping so. I think him kissing Belle was kind of one of those things that they say this is going to be big and absolutely he has a will large be. role. I think that was it. I'm telling you, he's going to have a much larger role later. So he has to. All right. Will he still has no purpose? One thing that confused me: Why did Regina need Emma to look Robin up for her if he had a phone with her number? Maybe he had her number, but she didn't have his. Maybe he had to get a new phone when he got to New York. Maybe he had a, needed a different plan. I don't. I Who don't knows? know. He had everybody's number. It was funny. We were looking through. Yeah. We were watching, and he had Mary Margaret's, Granny's takeout, and all this. Granny's, Granny's was funny. really that was funny. There was a star next to it. Yeah, it was so, funny. Like, it, it was, was important. Yeah, because he doesn't cook. I was very impressed with the actress who plays Marion. We also like Christy Lang. Yeah, let's she's, let's go ahead and good. let's go ahead and roll this here. We love Christy Lang, and this is one of the many reasons. Hi, this is Christy Lang. I play Marion on ABC's Once Upon a Time, and you're listening to the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Thanks for listening. There you go. Yep. And I think she's a great actress, and I know that there's kind of a little dust up on Twitter about the whole outlaw queen and all this kind of thing. But I tell you what is Christy Lang is a fantastic actress. Yeah, she is. And she channeled Rebecca Mater mm-hmm. very well. She did. And I really, it seemed like it was Rebecca Mater because yeah. it was so non, it was unmarian. Right. When she walked in that room with that elixir. Oh, and I yeah. was just like, why are you so mean? You're just yeah. not that way. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Let's hear. Okay. I will continue. Uh, Chris's email. I had never liked her at all before. That's kind of sad, Chris. Even found her annoying. That's sad, Chris. Come on. But she did a great job this episode. Okay. Especially the part where she comes in Rumpel's room. See, yeah, that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. She played that amazingly. I loved her explanation of why Robin looked different in season two. Very clever. As was the explanation of how he got his name. I have issues with Robin saying stealing for someone else makes you a hero. Stealing is wrong no matter what. And we agree with that. We we put out that very same thing in our first thoughts. Don't steal. It's not right no matter what you do. Your intentions may be right, but it's not right. True. Don't do it, kids. But I, yes, in this case, when they're writing a story, I think they kind of create their own writing boundaries, right? Moral code. Yes. Yeah. And so within this story, to, well, sure, they're the saying story, it's a whole different ballgame. It's basically the intent. Well, what did you intend to do? Mm-hmm. Stealing is wrong. Many lists on all over the place say it's wrong, but in this story that they're writing, with the boundaries that they have, stealing for somebody else is better it's a more noble cause so. which was interesting because one of the things i did notice in rewatching this episode is the conversation between will and robin when they were talking after will or after robin had gotten the potion and lied to will lied to his face mm-hmm. yeah i was kind of like robin really really mm-hmm. wow robin lying to will and then will basically saying you know the reason he wanted the potion was to mend his own heart, which had been broken from losing his sister. Robin even said, wow, that's a very noble thing. I 
I thought you're you're not going to sell this on you know sell the potion after all. He thought he was stealing it to sell it for money. So the fact and that's what made him feel bad, and that's what made him turn around and and change his mind about giving him the potion. So, I mean, I was you know, it's one of those things where Robin learned the lesson of hey. Stealing to steal is a bad thing. And stealing for another person, it has to be a good reason. Because if he would have known Will was going to give it or drink it himself for his broken heart from missing his sister, he probably would have given it to him. Oh, yeah. But so anyway, there's this moral stair step. Yeah, it is. But anyway, bottom line, stealing is wrong. Stealing's wrong. You heard it here. That's it. Whether it's for somebody else or whatever. Doesn't matter. Okay. Don't don't call us when you're in court. Just <laughs> stealing is wrong, period. Zelina, holy cow. Rebecca Mater put on one of the best performances I've ever seen in this show. She was evil. She, she really was. So, was. so evil. I was completely enraptured by her villainry. That's kind of like banditry. You mean villainy? That's close. Villainy. No, I'm letting Chris create new words that's fine banditry and villainry i'm so glad she's back and i hope she sticks around and it was a relief to finally get an explanation of what happens to her when rumps killed her i was always against the theory that zelina was marrying because i wondered how she could have stayed cloaked when they left storybrook so it was nice to have that addressed I can't believe she managed to turn Robin away from Regina. It makes me feel better about when Marion just conveniently came down with the frozen heart thing again. It was Zelina's doing to get Robin out of Storybrooke. I still can't get over how amazing Zelina was in this episode. She was far better than she ever was in season three. If she keeps this up, she'll become my best villain. Speaking of villains, I was so disappointed Cruella has taken such a back seat. I can't wait for next week as it will be all about her. I love Zelina's plan. Her happy ending is to destroy Regina. I'm not sure how the author could write that. Maybe force him to love Zelina. Who knows? But I can't wait to see what it is. What an episode for the second week in a row. 10 out of 10 Cole Hearts. Chris Tipton, I have, an, I have a question for you. Are you a Star Wars fan? Hmm. Have you watched Star Wars? And and so let me know in the next email you send. Because right. I'm I'm interested because they've kind of dealt with the whole force and cloaking people so that they don't know. And I wondered if you kind of connected the two. Hmm. So I want to know, Chris Tipton. Thanks. This is from Deborah, and she says a few thoughts. Not sure Regina was has made up has her made mind. up her mind. So that's true because they at, didn't at the end of at the, the episode, end they didn't give no right, her answer whether she was going to choose yeah. Robin or Emma's you know well being. So why is Gold having chest pains when talking with the sleeping Bell? Hmm. Hmm. When was he talking to sleeping Bell in this? It was the previous, previous episode. episode. Oh, yeah, when he was basically saying goodbye. Oh and, yeah. Yeah, because I think his heart was breaking at that point in time. Mm-hmm. He was definitely wearing down, sure. and a lot of people, including me, a little bit. I really think 
he may be reaching the end. I don't know. I have no information. But that's really seems like they're setting up something, yeah, something maybe. big. Maybe. Uh, why did Gold say, I will come back for you if I can to Bell? And because it, I think, he doesn't believe he's going to make it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's going to go out with a bang, sacrifice. Maybe he's hoping he can get to the author before he's done for. It's hard to tell. And we're going to do another main show, which talks about this specifically. But I would say that, you know, his deeds are, are catching up to him. So, Absolutely. For sure. They always do. How come Emma is so ready to forgive and give others second chances, but not her parents? See, that's comes, a, it's a good question. It comes back to what exactly, what are the sins that they committed that made her not want to forgive them in the first place? Her parents lied to her and basically jacked up her life in a sense in that they didn't give her the choice to make decisions for herself and become who she is. She feels like she has been manipulated, that she didn't have a choice in being the savior. She didn't have a choice in being a good person. She didn't have a choice in any of that. She felt like it was all purely due to their manipulation. What she, what I don't think she understands is that she still has the potential to all, for all that. And she still has the, the ability to make choices. I think she feels like she's trapped, and I, and I think she feels like they they did it to her. Not only that, then to think about the horrific thought that they did something horrible to somebody else's child. You know what I mean? That's right. that's what I think she's swat, having a hard time swallowing. And then the fact that they just lied a storm about all of it. They lied up a storm, man. Well, <clears throat> I also think that, and we kind of talked about this before is that heroes are quote-unquote perfect and villains are quote-unquote evil and so when a hero does something bad we like to hold him to that term and parents i think we for the most part hold them to the standard of yet to be perfect it's a slightly higher standard than most people or the or villains are evil so they can never really do anything good and so we're always double if you th- We're always doubting the opposite choice because of who these people are supposed to be. And parents, when when you're a kid, normally, I know that there's difficult situations throughout the world. But when you discover that your parents aren't perfect, and specifically when they talk about when they were a kid and how they won't let you do thus and so, whatever, it's really interesting when... You know, well, I did you ever party, mom and dad? Oh, no, no. You know, we went to we stayed in the library and did all this and we never did anything bad. And then later on, well, yeah, actually, we did. It's kind of it's shattering. It's not the same level as what we're talking about here. Putting the evil preponderance on some other child. That's a huge thing. But it's just. We hold parents to these high standards, and when they break them, it's like correct or hurt. And by the way, I'm going to say something very controversial, and I wouldn't be surprised if we get some angry mail about it. So I'm just going to tell you that up front. Holding anybody to a higher standard than we ourselves are capable of meeting is wrong. Yeah. We do it. It's our human nature. Right. And it's incredibly selfish, by the way. I'm just going to say that right up front. 
Because when your parents are held to this or anybody, whoever it is you admire, when you hold somebody that you love to a really high standard and they don't meet it, they disappoint who? They don't disappoint themselves. They disappoint you because you held them to that standard. So it's incredibly selfish to expect somebody to be perfect and not make mistakes. Because what happens when you are disappointed, it affects you. It makes you unhappy. It makes you feel sad. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel whatever. It's all about you. It's a selfish thing to hold people to those super high standards. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect and I'm above that because believe me, I have people that I hold to certain standards as well. And it is very disappointing when they don't meet those standards. However, they are human beings. And so that's what I think is going on here is Emma's feeling very selfish because her parents are disappointing her. Now, granted, what they did was also something that was a very bad thing to somebody else. And she is, I I know she is holding that as, that is the majority of what she's doing. But on some level, small or otherwise, on some level, it's very selfish because they're disappointing her yet again. And also throw in is that, that villains can't do anything good. And with that, we'll move on. Thank you, Deborah, for that email. It says, looking forward to the main show. Love you guys. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Next email is from Andrea. Hello, just some random heart of gold thoughts. We love random or we love specific well, yeah, that too. thoughts too. Number one, you guys, and I think the general audience forgot that Rumpel has the dark one in him, has the dark one in him. Unlike Regina and Hook, whose villain behavior is all them, Rumpel actually has something evil inside of him influencing corrupting him so i give them i give him a pass more than the other two okay all right and with hook and regina their evilness was not because they wanted to become evil circumstances made them feel that they needed to yeah, every evil person so it's not inside yeah. them they have the ability to easily let it go where i don't think rumple does and i would agree with andrew on this but I think, too, that it's also interesting that they were manipulated into that that mindset, mm. so to speak. Number two, if doing evil deeds causes one to get sick, then Regina and Hook should be in the ICU. Hook is a pirate, did thievery, sold out boys to Peter Pan. While Regina killed hundreds of villagers, burnt hundreds of villages, killed husbands, fathers, etc. Yeah. Uh, that's a uh, that's a good point, and I think we've seen that both Hook and Regina have done have done things lately to get out of that R- repair and repair and and make better choices. Amends. Yeah, make amends for but that. Rumpel had the opportunity to mm-hmm. marry the love of his life. Yep, and still continued on with this. Lying and deviousness and and all that. But theoretically, if they were out in the world, Regina especially, I'm not sure about Hook because Hook has managed to be in New York and not have a problem. So Hook's heart, how black is his heart? It depends on how black. When you figure what what the dark one has done, not to mention what Regina's done, we've seen Regina's heart. It's pretty dark, but I don't think it's nearly as dark as Rumpel's is. That's the point. Justice versus redemption. Absolutely. That's the question. Yeah. Uh, what lenses do you wear? It's just yeah. a, it's a, that's a very interesting question about life is what do you see? 
when yeah. you see life. Yeah. So, yeah. number three, the two Mills sisters have something in common. They both engage in sex with men, not fully in their control. Regina with Graham, minus the heart, and Zelina disguising herself as Marion without Robin's knowledge. Stay classy, sisters. Well, yeah. And the sad fact is that, unfortunately, there are a lot of people in this world, both men and women alike, who do that exact same thing. And I would add that Zelina really got friendly with Rumple. I, I got to kind of oh, yeah, throw that out there. Did. Sure she did. On the table. Pardon the pun. There you go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number four. This is a family show, right? Not necessarily. No. Number four, this episode was also a reminder that Zelina kept Rumpel as a prisoner over a year, and he is still traumatized by it. True? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love Robert Carlyle playing PTSD in the hospital scene with Zelina. Proof yet again why he is the best actor on the show. Dude, his whole heart attack thing, yeah. number one, the being in the hospital and her pinching his air tube mm -hmm. and cutting off his air, he was stellar. Just unbelievably. I absolutely, I mean, I still love Robert Carlyle. Rempel a little pissed off at well, but robert carlisle is still just one of my favorites i still am seeing people I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna go on a rant here and I, i'm probably gonna tick people off but they're not probably listening to the podcast or watching the show there's people i still see on social media i'm not watching once upon a time i stopped watching in season one i just couldn't get it i just got uh, season two season three we've had our little you know wrestling with things too but just that scene alone, just what we're talking about. Yeah. The the air hose scene with Zelina and mm -hmm. uh, Rumple and Gold. Oh, both of them were. If you are stellar. missing this show, you're missing some of the greatest acting, I think, in the series itself. Are there little things in the storyline that you don't like? Probably. There are certain things that we don't really like, but that we wouldn't have chosen. Right. I think Regina's redemption arc, I think the, what she's doing. Uh, you know, in a way, I think the interchange between the Charmings and Emma, I think, is really giving Emma a lot of really deep things to jump into. Those this are things some... we appreciate, not things we don't. Right. Because the way you made it sound was we went through, you know, story arcs, things you don't like, and then no, you no, launched no. immediately into well, that. What so I'm saying sure is now, we love Regina's I'm bringing, up, I'm bringing up all the things that, that are worth watching now. Correct. Starting with Regina's redemption right. forward, yes. So if if you're not watching Once Upon a Time now, mm -hmm. we all know people that have stopped watching. Yeah. They are missing the most incredible show, the most incredible acting, Robert Carlyle on down. Oh, yeah. And so for those folks out there that are not watching Once Upon a Time, you are missing, missing, missing it. You are missing it. If all if the only reason you're watching the show is for one character... I would beg that you would spread your horizons a little bit and really kind of connect and watch other things. If you're just watching for ships, broaden your view a little bit. This is an incredible, incredible show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if we have one more season, it's best to start watching now that we can do it as a community. Listen to a podcast, send in. We've got great emails. Mm -hmm. Join a community of people instead of, you know, ranting on social media. 
This is the time to come together as a once community and not be segmented and not be just one person who is really upset and, and this and that and causing issues on social media. Come together with the community. Listen, be a part of something really incredible instead of something not. So yep. there's a lot of things that we really love about Once Upon a Time. And that's why we do this podcast and that's why we enjoy what we do for you guys and you guys as well. All right, let me slide the soapbox over here. Number five, this episode seemed like a retcon to bring respectability to Outlaw Queen. I think the audience was okay with the ship until Marion was brought back and Robin made the commitment to her at the beginning of 4A. Only when Robin broke the commitment by the vault, screwing in, (laughs) vault screwing, and smashed the mirror did the audience flip out as seen by the negative feedback on Twitter and Facebook and media. So decided to make Marion not really Marion, but the problem is Robin believed it to be Marion at the time, and he still cheated on her with Regina. Not cool. But that's reality. That's Even heroes reality. make mistakes. Oh, sure. And that's why I love the way Robin wrestled with it. Heroes aren't perfect. If you have a Disney movie, heroes are perfect. Okay. Great. They're they're very they're very cardboard. They just they're all good all the time and the evil villains are all bad all the time. People make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They wrestle with things. Mm-hmm. They they say I shouldn't do that, but I do. It's just human nature. And I, I know it's not cool, but it's real life. And and I it happens, unfortunately. So but I do think that they were thinking about the whole Zelina Marion thing while back. Oh, yeah. And so when they saw the explosions on Twitter, they're probably going, oh, just hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to respond to that because we'll, we'll we'll fix it. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. The passion of the fans is what fuels the show. And unfortunately, the passion sometimes just gets way out of control. For those so. that think that life should be perfect, highly recommend you watch the movie The Stepford Wives with Matthew mm-hmm. Broderick and mm-hmm. Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. Number six, favorite moment was when Emma called out her parents for using the I was manipulated, it's not my fault defense. Finally, Emma was absolutely right that just because you were manipulated does not absolve you from your actions. Regina has not learned this lesson by her statement at the end of the episode where she accused Rumpel of making her a monster and not accepting that yes... He manipulated her, but he still she still chose the path of darkness when she could have walked away. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, manipulation is a one of the big threads of this show for sure. Well, so. it is, and you know when you're manipulated into something, there is a certain. There is a certain amount of um, leeway when you don't realize that you're being manipulated. Like Emma. Emma didn't know she was being manipulated. Right? Most people don't realize they're being manipulated until it's too late. Well, when you think about it. I... I don't think anyone answers it correctly when you confront someone and say, you wronged me. Most people don't say, you know, you're absolutely right. 
Yeah. And I humbly apologize. Yeah. How can I make amends to you? That rarely happens, if yeah. ever. Yeah. It yeah. is this, no, it wasn't my fault. No, 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 it's you or it's my situation or whatever. And I think that's what we're seeing is people yeah. want to see what they want to see when these things are brought out. And Emma, I feel, of course, mm-hmm. has a full right to bring that to her mother and her father yeah and say what you did was wrong what you did with me was wrong right but the response is the character response sure it is maybe how you want and that is you're right that's human nature because who wants to be who wants to admit to doing something wrong nobody likes getting caught I mean, how many times do we see people shaming their dogs because the dog got caught doing something they they weren't supposed to do? And the dog is remorseful. Well, we know people that don't even like to say the I am sorry words. Oh, absolutely. And so, I mean, it's it's not easy for people to admit they were wrong and say they were sorry. Right. But what I was going to say is the dog still forgives you and loves you anyway and will Mm -hmm. attempt to make amends. They don't ever try and excuse it. They, They can't. So... Frankly, what I'm saying is we should be more like dogs. Well, Have a good sense to if somebody confronts you about something you did, apologize and move on. Don't make excuses for it. Apologize and move on. Okay. How about that? Unless, yeah, okay. No, I mean, what else can you do? Because here's the reality. Let, let's look at it this way. Even if you sit there and go, well, look, here's what happened. You can explain away all you want, but the person that you wronged isn't, they're not going to care necessarily. So just apologize and move on. Okay. How's that? All right. If everybody did that, do you know how much simpler, simpler life would be? Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Phil's on the other line. No. Number seven, actually felt bad for Regina during one point of this episode. I'm not a Regina fan. She genuinely genuinely looked hurt when Rumpel told her that his affections for her were limited. Yeah. Yeah. I think on some level she sees him in a mentor, possibly father figure, and she really did look hurt and his admission. Yeah. That was very crushing because Regina did have a relationship with him. And when he basically said, "Mm, I love you, but only under certain circumstances kind of a thing. That's pretty crushing. It's crushing to anybody. It's really. You want. Everybody craves unconditional love. Right. Right. The the thing I would say is that what's interesting for somebody as bad and evil and, and all that as Rumpelstiltskin is, he sure has a line of people, especially females, who want his validation. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a huge line of them. Yeah. I want to be number one. I want to be the, the most powerful, magical person under your tutelage. I want to be that one. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. And mm-hmm. when they aren't, when someone else is chosen or someone else is whatever, they're just crushed yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, life, life is all about validation. Just, just look at social media. Yeah. Well, we're getting deep in this episode. All right. Uh, have a good day, Andrea. Thank you, Andrea, for that email. And all right, we will, we will move forward. 
This is from Trace. Hi, Colleen, Jeff, and all Oncers. Okay, wow. I think this was a great episode. It reminded me so much of season one. And even though I was one that had theorized Marin was really Marzalina, the reveal was still so awesome. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because not only did they just make the reveal, but they went back and they showed you all the different things. Steps. And then Zelina explained what happened. Yep. And that really filled in all the it different did. gaps. It did. It did. And I wonder if they refilmed the Marion as Zelina laying back down and all that. Or I wonder if they filmed it at the time. That's just, I don't know, my, my geeky question. Yeah. Can we all give some kudos to Rebecca Mater who just killed it? Oh, I, you're not the only one. Yes. Yep. Lots of kudos. Mucho kudoso to Rebecca Mater. <laughs> She was so deliciously wicked. She's as dead as well. Your son. She's going to be a regal con. I know she will be. Rebecca Mater. Yeah, we know. Now, that's how you be evil ladies of darkness. Yeah. Colleen, do you also still think Rumpel has secret plans for goodness? Keep going. He now has a purpose again to avenge his son's death. And that's when Rumpel is at his rumply best. Why does he need Emma to go dark? Maybe because she is the only one who can truly, truly defeat Zelina per season 3B. But then I got confused because I thought Zelina could only be defeated by the strongest light magic. And if she's dark, then how does that work? The look on Rumpel's face when he realized it was Zelina, priceless. Okay, a quick ah uh, moment for Marion. At least getting poofed away was better than execution per the evil queen, I'm sure. But sad and poor Roland. Yeah. He thought he had his mom back. When Regina was on the phone with Zelina, her face, her reactions. Fantastic. What decision do you think she'll make? I think she's either going to tell Rumpel to screw off or act like she had chosen Robin and tried to try this undercover thing again. Oh, wait. If she tells Emma, then Emma fakes going dark. And then that and then and that is what we've been seeing in the promos is actually her acting dark. Shout out to Will. So nice to have him in the story. And this is the second time we've heard about his sister. Once in Wonderland. Once upon a time does not do that without a reason. That's a good point. So we may have to kind of put that over on the shelf and remember mm -hmm. that. Okay, the author, you may be the biggest pain in the ass I have ever had the displeasure of writing for. Best line of the season so far. And Rumpel still helped him after that. He was honest and he goes, yep. okay. All the oncers yelled a hell yeah to that quote Sunday, I'm sure. And it's true. The reason this half season is so great is that we can theorize again. There is so much going on that we could, that could or could not happen. Does anyone else think that it's possible someone else has part of the six leaf clover? Now I saw five of them in the initial box and then Robin took one. And what I'm wondering is, is that the one that Zelina had to change to Marion, because Robin took one he out took of the box. One. So, 
All right. Uh, how did she get it from Robin? See, I don't know that she did. She may have. And that would have been pretty slick if she mm-hmm. would have looked and one was gone. Oh, I bet Robin took it. Yeah. I'm going to use that all together. So, okay, I I would hope. But maybe there's going to be a reveal toward the end that Robin still has it. Mm, maybe. And then becomes, I don't know what. Who knows? Walsh or something. I don't know. Who knows who else is not truly themselves? Yeah, this whole shape-shifting thing is really hard, especially now we've got the six-leaf clover thing. Do you think this season will wrap up this year like in the past? I feel there's so much going on that there must be a cliffhanger into next season. We'll have the author, Cruella story, Emma going dark, Charming's redemption, Zelina, Robin, and Regina, the apprentice still in the hat, and where and who is the sorcerer? Cora coming, Lily and Maleficent, Will's backstory, and only four episodes to go. Lions and tigers and bears, oh my. And that's exactly what I was trying to say, is there's so much story. Right. We've only got four more. Well, Technically four more. Yeah. yeah. So can't wait until Sunday. This has been the best season since season one. I do love the Frozen gang, but have to say I'm glad we're back. Big love to both of you and all oncers. Looking forward to all the feedback. Talk to all of you next week. Trace. So to answer Trace's question, do I think Rumpel still has plans, secret plans for goodness? I do. I do. I, I think Rumpel desperately wants to be good, wants to be free. He wants what his son and his wife wanted for him. Both wives, actually. They wanted him to be brave and not, you know, dark they wanted him to be good, and they wanted him to be f- there for them, right? That's all Mila ever wanted. That's all, you know, Bay ever wanted. That's all Belle ever wanted. They wanted for him to just be himself and not be uh, afraid and not be, you know, evil. So I think he does have secret plans for goodness because I think he really does want to try and <sighs> make things right. That's my hope for him. And and sometimes we look with hope mm-hmm. at characters. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's other things, but I think we really hope that Absolutely. characters will get better. Absolutely. And we see certain things, like even though that was a manipulation interchange dialogue between him and Robin up by the bus stop. Sure. There was hope in my heart, like, no, I mean, you do get it. You do understand what it's like to yeah. be in that position. Yeah. But more than likely, it was a manipulation. But I think there's certain things that we hope these characters yeah. will get better. Yeah. So. All right. And I didn't take, I, I don't know if y'all took it that the manipulation between uh, Rumpel and Robin was to get him to go back to Marion. Yeah. See, I took it completely opposite. It's the manipulation to, it was, it was the, it was the message of hope for him to go, go back to Regina. Well, yeah, no, no, no. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. I misspoke. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm like, because I didn't get that he was being manipulated at all to go, you know, be with Marion. I got the I got the indication that he was being manipulated to, and not even manipulated, but to basically try and get him to be hopeful. The manipulation was, was he was not being honest. He was just kind of making up something to make him do whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Portions of the truth were there, but the, the, the intent of what he was saying was to make Robin to go back to Regina sure. to thwart Zelina's plan. Absolutely. So, anyway. absolutely. All right. 
Thank you, Trace, for that. And now I'm going to hand it off to Colleen for her dulcet tones. Oh, all right then. And read Rose's email. Okay. So, hi, Jeff and Colleen. I hope you guys enjoyed the Heart of Gold episode as much as I did. Loved it. There were so many awesome memories. I just wanted to send you a couple of Easter eggs in case you missed them. The first one is the hidden Mickey in the drawer Robin is looking through in the Wizard of Oak shop. And there's a picture of it. And I noticed it too at first when we first saw it, but it just like in one and out the other. I totally didn't stick for some reason. And then the other one is the scene with Robin Hood and Will as they are saying goodbye at the Oz doorway curtain. If you look at the very bottom of the edge of the screen shot, there is a broken tin man lying on the ground. In the original story, he chopped himself into pieces and they were each replaced by tin. I thought it was really cool that they put that in there. So glad I caught it on a rewatch this week. Just thought I'd share with you. Have a great weekend and big love right back to you guys. Thanks, Rose. Yeah, thank you, Rose. And that was cool to see that. And and we did notice that when we watched again the second time. So very nicely. We appreciate your screenshots for sure. Thank you so much. Uh Uh-huh. All right. You may continue. Uh, Thank you. So this is from Brad. Pay no attention to the tax notice on the door, dearies, because it's time for the things I learned in the episode Heart of Gold. Number one. Altering the entire state of your daughter's being at the expense of someone else's soul is a simple mistake that could happen to anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Only if you meet the author on the road. Number two, if Roland thinks New York is loud, just wait till he has kids someday. Oh, boy. (laughs) And go to Disneyland. Uh, Disneyland, yeah, for sure. Especially Toontown. Mm -hmm. Number three, it's difficult even on paper to get Rumpel to do what you want. Mm Number four, there are times when, when start over again. There are times when whittling your own quill is the only option. Yeah, mm. that's all you got. That's all you got. You know what? That is the truth. Number five, if you're going to rob people in New York, step one is find a horse. Yep. <laughs> Number six, we've always been told there is not some magic pill that takes the place of diet and exercise. It turns out they were right. It's actually an elixir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, if only I can, boy. Isn't that the truth? That would be wonderful. <laughs> Number seven, Re- Zelina pulls off a great rumple impression. That's true. I was going to quickly going to pull that off and then find it, but I, anyway. Oh, it was, yeah. Rewatch the episode. That's yes. so great. Yeah. Number eight, the deathly pale one doesn't sound as menacing. True. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Nine, Granny may have some competition in the future if Robin's Bar and Grill ever opens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Number 10. Mr. Gold will be downright scary as the host of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire when asking for that final answer. <laughs> and that's that, that was the end. That's of- great. That <laughs> scared me a little. I scared her. Uh, theories. I've had lots of theories in the past that usually never pan out. So when we found out that Zelina was really Marion, it was like winning the lottery. I was so excited. Now I understand other listeners may have predicted the same thing when they saw the preview of Heart of Gold, but how many of them in this podcast called it before season four ever began? I've included three sound files from previous podcasts that prove this fact. I don't mean to make it all about me. It's just that I was super hyped and I finally got one. (laughs) So he did point this out in main show of... um, the episode there's no place like home episode, uh, season three episode 22 mm-hmm. second time was main show for breaking glass season four episode five and third was main show for best laid plans season four episode 17 so so congrats brad very nice that does feel good i rarely get my theories correct so i am i am proud <clears throat> of you 
spread. I stopped counting how many I get right. Uh, wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Please. Hey, you could. We have recorded evidence of theories that I've said way from way long time ago. Yeah, it's kind of like saying I have. I don't have very good luck. That's all right. Uh, so anyway, thank you so much for all the fantastic emails and. We really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, before we end the podcast, I want to send big love out to everyone. Remember, big love is so big that you cannot keep it all. Mm-hmm. Take what you need, pass on the rest to someone else who needs it, because we all need that. So, I want to thank everyone for supporting us, whether you retweet, tell a friend, Go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. Support us financially. It all makes a world of difference. And we've been having a lot of great new listeners. And mm-hmm. we're going to go to RegalCon and hold some panels there. Yeah. And so it's just a busy, busy, busy time. But we thank you all so much for listening and really appreciate you being there for us. I know this was a deep episode and don't. Don't kill us. Just yeah. we're just trying to be real and and express how we feel about certain things. So mm-hmm. thank you so much. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye bye, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.